with Transparent Truth proudly presents the Friday Morning Matchup Show with Coach and Greg Biggins. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You now listen to the Friday Matchup Show. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the CBS studios, live in the Miracle Mile. Wilshire and Maslin talking matchups, the top high school games in Southern California with a GOAT, Greg Biggins. What's up, GOAT? What's up, Keith? Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. How you feel? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing all right, man. So it's the Friday matchup show. We're talking big-time games, big-time players, and big-time implications in terms of seeding for the playoffs. A lot of league titles on the line. A lot of undefeated league teams going head-to-head. I kind of like that. Save the best for last week 10 of the season. So yeah, we actually have more than just... The Trinity League to talk about today. Yeah, and I was going to say that, man. You know, I'm not going to say I'm tired of the Trinity League, but I want to talk about some of you other teams and some of you, these other kids. I think this is the show to do it, man. We got a lot of games lined up that are going to decide league titles and a lot of kids to talk about coaching matchups. So without further ado, my man GB's going to get it cracked off. Goat, get us started. So how about we start off with the Trinity League? <laughs> Honestly, right, we want to save the best for last. Okay. So this week, the best games are going to be talked about a little later on later on in the show. Okay. So Orange Lou is playing Santa Margarita. Orange Lou right now is 0-4 in league play. Santa Margarita is hot. They're 2-2. Two two. Their only two losses are highly competitive losses to modern day, and especially Bosco, a two-point loss to Bosco. Just had a one of the games of the year. Uh, knocking off Jay Sarah last week on a two-point conversion with 30 seconds left. How do you see this one matching up? Orange Lou versus who? Versus Santa Margarita. Ooh, that's a tough one. They got Magyar. They've got Josiah Narwood. They've got they've got guys on the ground, kind of like my team at National Preps. We got guys on the ground. That's why we're the best recruiting service. Santa Margarita. They got guys on the ground that could tote the peel. So imagine the Orange Lutheran run defense who's been giving up tail all year going against a physical six foot two, two hundred and five pound back Chad Magyar in a dynamic dual threat, Josiah Narwood. That's gonna be tough to defend. They better hope to outscore Santa yeah. Margarita. But Santa Margarita, not a not a bad defense. You know, they, they play a little bit of defense there. It's going to have to be the Ryan Helensky, Kyle Forshaw, Logan Loya, Elijah Maharo, 
Those guys are going to have to be clicking on all cylinders to stay with Santa Margarita for four quarters. I'm going to set the line here, Greg, at Santa Margarita minus 17. Yeah, I, I think I think the whole the key to the game is just the mindset of the players. These are high school kids, 17 year olds, 18 year olds, 16 year olds. Again, Santa Margarita has so much to play for. They're playing for third place in the toughest league in America. Orange Lewis 0 4. They're probably just playing to get the season over with. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. I think that's how the how CF stacks up in Division One, but I just feel like Santa Margarita is going to be so much more motivated coming into this game. They're coming in off of a high. Orange was coming coming in off of a you know kind of a downer. Kind of yeah. got beat up by Modern Day last week. So again, I always like to play sports psychologist. Uh, hopefully, Orange Lou, those guys are motivated and, and come in and ready to play because they can beat them. There's no doubt about that. Talent for talent, they can play with them. But I just think right now, the Eagles are playing at just a higher level than the Lancers are. Be careful of an emotional letdown, though, Greg. Santa Margarita coming off that high, coming off that hotly contested game versus Jay Sarah, last second win on the throwback to Jake Peters. Be careful of an emotional letdown. When teams have emotional letdowns, they have a difficult time executing. They can't get off the mat. Yeah. You got to be careful of that. No, I'm always. just saying. I'm just Dude, saying. 17-year-old kids, obviously, yeah, of course, absolutely. right? I just feel like this is you know, not... Right now, not yeah. if you're there's a trap game, obviously. Yeah, but this is the last game of the season. Yeah, and you got you're so motivated. We're like, dude, we, we were playing for third place in a high seed. So, man, your emotions, you know, even if you won, you know, you won a, a, a thrilling game last week, man, your emotions still should be way up here, right? I mean, last game of the year. I wonder where that game's at. I probably should, I should probably look up where that game is being played at. But we'll figure that out later. How about yeah, Santa Margarita? Or excuse me, uh, Saint John Bosco. Is taking on Jay Sarah. Jay Sarah is also two and two, just like San Margarita. They got a little tougher game though than the Eagles do. Uh, Jay Sarah is taking on a St. John Bosco team that is talent for talent as good as just about anybody in the country. Bosco is four and or three and one with their one loss to Modern Day in league play. Jay Sarah is two and two. They've lost last week. Talk about a gut punch. Yeah. They led most of that game, lost on a two-point conversion with, with 30 seconds left. Obviously, they're highly motivated because if they beat Bosco, now they're 3-2. and two. Sure. They're going to earn a tie for third place. They'll lose that coin toss because of head-to-head competition. But Jay Sarah, no doubt, highly motivated. They got dudes yeah. on both sides of the ball. Kind of like some individual matchups in this game. Malik McClain going against that Bosco offensive line. Uh, you got Bosco's strong defensive front against Jay Sarah and one of my favorite coaches, Pat Harlow, who's an offensive line genius, you know, former first-round pick out of USC. They'll be able to rush the passer, or at least they will try to. They're going to try to disguise some stuff, make it tough for DJ Wui Analei. But DJ's been he's been nails. He's got four or five. He's spreading the ball around at five, six, seven guys that are running the ball with not just George Hulani. With Keith Savage, with the Sand Beast, with Daniel Jones. So, should be a highly entertaining game. What do you think about this one? It's, it's going to be interesting. And I'm, I'm going to take you to a matchup in this game, a one on one matchup that I'm eager to see, Greg. I think it's an opportunity for a guy like TJ Medina, the J. Sarah middle backer, to go up against the Polynesian powerhouse, George Holani, and show his medal. Got his first offer from. 
Ah, small school. I can't remember. It's on the top of my head, but I can't remember right now. But TJ Medina, the linebacker for Jay Sarah, get yeah, a chance. He's, to face. he's a good player. Yeah, good player. I really like him. Uh, going against George Helani, I mean, the Polynesian powerhouse is just studly, man. <laughs> Nobody tackles this guy on yeah. the first opportunity. TJ Medina, you got to take that as a personal challenge, my man. You got to go out there and compete harder and, and, and higher than you've ever competed before. Uh, but I like this game, Greg. On the on the right arm at DJ Uy Analelei. Listen to the game last week and server. I mean, the guy was just money, man. He's throwing a ball everywhere. He's getting back deep in the pocket, firing appeal on time and on target. And he's hitting multiple receivers in stride for some run after the catch. DJ's been outstanding for three and a half game. Really like where he's going with his game. But man, I'm just I'm more impressed with George Halani. If you college coaches have not offered George Haloni, Lonnie, that is a joke. The guy will be a nationally recruited running back next year. Mark it down. He's special with the peel. He does not get brought down by one guy. He does not get tackled by the first defender. He's just, he's big time, Greg. He is yeah, yeah. a very, very special football player. No, I'm not afraid to say controversial things. I, honestly, he, he's, he, I, I think it probably, he's a Polynesian running back. And you just don't see a lot of Polynesian running backs. You see, USC's got Vi Malapiai. Yeah, who I liked um, out of high school. Yeah, yeah, dude, stud. Yeah. And he's playing well. Yeah. He had a good game last week. But I, I think you just, you just don't see a lot of them. They don't get recruited as, as highly. So, but I think George is really good. I mean, you mentioned he's hard to tackle, but he can run. Too. I mean, he can run away from guys. He's got speed yeah. and quickness. He's got a little wiggle, too. So, for me, he's good. I'm a big fan. You got a prediction? I do have a prediction. What's the prediction? Bosco is not on upset alert this week. I've seen enough with Bosco's um, revitalized passing game on the strong right arm of DJ that I'm going to take Bosco here. Uh, Bosco minus 14 and a half versus Jay Sarah. Okay. By the way, going back to the earlier game, Orange Lou, that game is going to be at Santa Margarita. Oh. So that doesn't bode well for Orange Lou. The last game of the Trinity League is Modern Day, is taken on Servite. And again, always a great traditional rivalry. These are two storied programs going back, gosh, almost like 100 years. These are two old school programs. It's always a lot of pageantry. This is like, this is almost like USC playing Notre Dame. It's a lot of fun to be at this game. Your Servite Friars are one and three, yeah. I believe. They have the one win over Orange Lou. Yes. Marday, four and zero in league play, nine and zero on the on the season. Number one in the nation. The Servite, your Servite Friars, do they have a chance? Modern Day's on upset alert. Uh oh. No, that was a joke. That was a joke. You know what, Greg? You're going to have a lot of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, and, hey, when I kind of went off on, on Wednesday's show, I wasn't referring to Bosco, by the way, when I was saying people are super hypersensitive. I was just referring to, like, society itself and yeah. social media. I don't want to take Bosco people. I was going off on them about how people were, were taking... Otherwise, did, did they, they took your, your comment about upset, a little, little too personal. Yeah, a little too personal. But, like, people in general, yeah. man... People love to get upset and, and cry about <laughs> stuff on social media. This is something we, we, we've talked about, Greg, because you, you know yeah, how yeah. I feel about that. But yeah. getting back to this game, modern day, too much. Servite, is they've lost too many guys. 
They've got guys dinged up. They've got guys out and injured. How hurt is Spencer Lytle? Is he back this week? Uh, he Do we even know? He should be back. I know he wanted to get back in the game last week. The kind of doctors wouldn't allow it. They said he had a sprained knee. So hopefully yeah. he's back this week, but he may have to sit out. Don't know just yet. But it's not a good matchup for Servite. Modern day's balance is a problem. JT Daniels can throw it all over the yard. Their running game is very, very efficient and effective and productive. It's going to be an issue. Servite's defense will not be able to stand up to that challenge. It's going to be a long night for the Friars. I'm going to set the line at modern day minus 42 in this game. Dang. That would be blowout city. That would be running clock. Missing too many guys, Greg. Yeah. Modern day too good. And let's move out of the – Let's move out of the Trinity League. Please. Let's go to a game that I, I'm I'm really excited about. We have a pair of undefeated teams in league play. Sierra Canyon, who's 8-1. and one. They lost their first game of the year to Westlake, and since then they've rattled off eight wins in a row, is playing a paracleat team that is 7-1. They had two buys. Their only loss was to Oaks Christian in a game where Oaks Christian's defensive front really got after Brevin White. But both these two teams have some have talented quarterbacks. Brevin White is the, the senior, the guy who's been there, done that. Sierra Canyon has a really good-looking freshman, Chaden Perry, who just really turned that team around. Sierra Canyon defensively has been... Unbelievable! I looked at their uh, their schedule early on. They had like three shutouts in a row, and they're just yeah. absolutely just shutting down teams. This past week, they won again by a shutout, forty nine to nothing. They haven't been tested in a while. Yeah, Paraclete's going to test them. Yeah, they got weapons. Andre Hunt is a USC commit out wide at one receiver spot. Amir Bankhead in the backfield. Melquan Stovall. Sure. It can do some things. They have a pretty talented offensive line at the high school level that's been good, except for one game of this year that was against those monsters. Bo Calvert came on Thibodeau. So it's kind of an intriguing matchup in that you have this, you know, this defensive first team, which is Sierra Canyon, against this offensive team with yeah. Dean Harrington. Everyone knows about him as an offensive guy. Man, I'm I'm this is probably one of the two or three most Two, two or three games I'm, I'm most intrigued by this week. Yeah, no question about it. I really love how you broke that down in terms of defensive first, Sierra Canyon, J.D. Hernandez, uh, the other young Hernandez out playing corner, uh, the two-way athlete um, who's been making big-time big, big time plays on both sides of the ball versus this paraclete offense. We know about Brevin White, Amir Bankhead as a running back that can go, Andre Hunt. He's committed to SC. He's got elite speed, vertical speed at that. We talked about Melquan Stovall. Dean Harrington knows how to get guys open. It's going to be interesting. Last time we talked to Evan Barnes about the Sierra Canyon team, he talked about the ability of their defensive front to get after the passer at Calabasas. Can that high school good offensive line at Paraclete hold the fort down and protect Brevin White. Can they get a running game started with Amir Bankhead? That'll be the question. This game, I think, Greg, I think this is a pick em. Yeah. Dude, I'm, Corey, how, I'm Corey right Jones. I Corey forgot to Jones. mention Corey yeah, Jones. He's absolutely. one of the dynamic juniors for Sierra Canyon. And It'll be interesting. Can yeah. Shaden Perry and, 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 and Jones, can they make that connection again for big plays? 
But I, this one, I'm right split right down the middle, Greg. I don't know which way to go. Yeah. Pericles or Sierra Canyon, but I really, really like the matchup. I think it's going to be an outstanding game. Anxious to see how this one turns out. I know. I, when I keep wanting to lean one way, then I find myself kind of leaning toward the yeah. other way. I can't want to see, well, it's Dean Harrington. It's, you know, Pericles won a state title. Yeah. You know, they got such a good offense. When I think about, well, shoot, Sierra Canyon just beat Calabasas a few weeks ago. Yeah, handily. They got, they got Corey Jones to match up with Andre Hunt. Yep. They're going to play tough defense, and they have a really good-looking young freshman quarterback that can make plays, arm in his legs. Yep. And I come back with Brevin White. Yeah. Well, then it's, it's, it's like, I, like you said, man. Back, I think down it's the middle. Pick I'm a game. I 100% agree. Yeah. How about, again, both teams, uh, 2-0 in league, talking about Westlake versus Oaks Christian. Westlake was the one team that beat Sierra Canyon. Oaks Christian was the one team that beat Paraclete. Yeah. So this is an intriguing game, too. Uh, Westlake, Oaks Christian. Uh, Oaks Christian had a, tough, a couple losses to really good teams. They lost to Chaminade, and they lost to... Who else did Oaks, Oaks also lost to? Uh, 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 they lost to Chaminade. They lost to... Um, did they lose to Murrieta Valley? They lost to Murrieta yeah. Valley in a game that kind of surprised me. Yeah. Westlake lost to, lost to Oxnard. Right. It was a good team. Uh, and then they got blown out by Calabasas. Right. So I guess Calabasas is kind of the common opponent, which, I mean, kind of throw that out the window. But, you know, Oaks has Soderman at quarterback. Josh Calvert's kind of been playing some quarterback, too. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Bo Calvert is out. Kayvon Thibodeau's been playing well. Um, you know, Westlake, one of our favorite DBs, Cameron Fabi Kalanen, he's had a, a really good year. How do you see this one? What's your what's your breakdown? Yeah, so I, I want to see Cam Fabiculana match up against Bri- Bryce Farrell. Farrell, yep. I think that's a nice matchup. You got a big, long, athletic defensive back going against a, a, a more shifty, a quicker speed guy. So I'm, I'm anxious to see how that matches up. Um, I want to see Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, right now, he's been pretty much a sorry team killer all year. He, you know, against guys that he's bigger, faster, stronger than, he kind of dominates. Versus guys that you know can kind of match his size and 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 somewhat of his talent level. Uh, he's quiet and hasn't made any plays versus those teams. So um, I think I think he needs to step up and he needs, he needs to show up and show out. We know Bo Calvert's not playing his game. He's out for the year. It's gonna be interesting to see can the Westlake offense move the ball at a consistent rate. Versus that Oaks Christian DJ. And, and let's not forget about Zach Sharp. Zach Charbonneau, yeah. One of the top How do you, 2019. Who's going to stop that? Right. Yeah. Def, uh, excuse me, running backs in the, in the, on the West Coast at least, yeah. if not in the country. Yeah. That should be interesting. Siderman has been a nice uh, pickup and surprise for Oaks Christian. I think I got Oaks Christian as a favorite in this game by 7.5, Greg. Oaks Christian, 7.5 over Westlake. Yeah, no, I, I would favor them as well. Uh, you know, Nolan Brooks, uh, Westlake linebacker, Elijah Taylor, um, some of Westlake's top defensive players, along with Cam. But uh, I would lean a little bit toward Oaks as well. But, yeah, I mean, this is this is a couple teams undefeated in league play on the line. How about Calabasas, 8-1, Taking on a Moore Park team that is also eight and one. Yeah. Again, this is this is for all the marble marbles. Uh, we know a lot about Calabasas. We talked about them quite a bit this year. They have uh, offensive weapons all over the place. Yeah. Uh, tremendous wide receivers. Uh, Jaden Casey is a special quarterback. Micah Pittman, elite junior receiver. Johnny Wilson, Nico Hall, defensively. 
And same with the offense. They really protect the quarterback well. I, I read a stat where I think Jaden Casey's only been sacked once this wow. whole year. And part of that's because of the O-line. And part of it's because he's really good at getting the ball out quick. He has one of the quicker releases. I kind of compared him to Doc Holliday. Hmm. He gets that ball out really, really quick. Nice. For those wondering, Doc Holliday is not a football player. He's a character from the movie Tombstone, who yeah. is the fastest draw in the West. Don't know as much about Moore Park except for the fact that, again, they're 8-1. and one. They play very, very tough physical defense. They have just have one loss, which was to Westlake. I think everything comes back to Westlake. It's like Kevin Bacon yeah. in this show. It's like five shades of, of Westlake. So they lost a tough one, 24-21 to 21 to Westlake uh, back in September. But they've been basically steamrolling kind of everybody else. Haven't had a game that's been, I guess our, their next closest game was probably against maybe Camarillo, who they beat 27-17. to 17. But, you know, again, a really balanced team. Um, again, they're known, you know, kind of for their defense. I like Calabasas in this one. I just think they got just a few too many offensive weapons, but... It's going to be good. It's going to be a good, highly competitive game, I think. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's going to be highly competitive. you got to look out for Drake London. He's a 6'4 receiver over at Moore Park. The kid can make plays. Um, he's only a, he's a 2019 guy. He can really go. Blake Sturgill, the quarterback, he's a sophomore. He's 6'2", 220. He's been very, very efficient with the football, protecting it, making really, really good decisions. Um, so Moore Park, they've got some guys who can go a little bit, but Calabasas, I think, has a different mindset, a different focus coming off that loss to Sierra Canyon a couple of weeks ago. Johnny Wilson, I would argue, is the top 2020 receiver in the country. Micah Pittman, is, 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 he's fighting for five-star status. Nico Hall is a playmaker on both sides of the ball. Keith and Gooden in the backfield. They got another running back, Greg, over to Calabasas. Um, his name is slipping me right now, but they've got a kind of a two, three-headed monster over at running back. And then uh, the quarterback, he's been very, very good. The defense, I'm sure they playing with a chip on their yeah. shoulder after kind of that Sierra Canyon game. I've got Calabasas minus 14 okay. versus Moore Park. That's the line I'm setting. So Drake London kid, this guy's also a D1 basketball player. He's got like four or five yeah, he's good. basketball offers as well. Washington State's offered him for football. Yeah. So just a junior, he's going to be a problem. But uh, I, I think Calabasas probably has a few too many problems on their end too. But no, it's going to be good. How about uh, Chaminade taking on a red-hot Bishop Amat team who went 0-4 in preseason, and since then they've won like five, six games in a row. Yeah, had the big win over Sarah a couple weeks back, where Aaron Maldonado went off, had four sacks in that game. I like the young running back Damon Moore, who I think we had as our sleeper of the week. Was it maybe last week or the week before? Yeah, just a sophomore, but he's tough. He's physical. You know, Blake Archuleta's back playing quarterback, but uh, you know they got they got guys. They got guys. Shamanad for me, has to be the favorite going into this game. No question. Very competitive. Big defensive line up front. Gahuli and Gubner. The Thomases and Anzalotto's that linebacker. Uh, Chris Rankins is one of the top junior cornerbacks in the state. Easily, they got one of the you know, very special running back in Andrew Van Buren. Ryan Stevens. Michael Wilson at wide. Yep. Usual suspects, right? Yeah, no doubt. I, I, think, uh, I think Amont right now is extremely confident. They'll be... 
probably as physical as any team that Chaminade has played other than St. John Bosco. That's Chaminade's only loss so far is to St. John Bosco. But Amat will be as fit, more physical than every other team but that. They're tough up front. Talk about the game within the game, man. Trying to get the run game going against Maldonado, who takes up two guys in the middle of that, middle of that line. I'm leaning towards Chaminade, but I'm you know, again, Amon is a, a, a tough program for sure. Very tough to match up with. I think it's a difficult game for Amon to win for a couple of reasons. We know about the big kid in the middle um, for Amon. Here's a problem. Going against the kind of that eye wing and Andrew Van Bully running downhill off tackle, he's going to catch a double team every play. They're going to kick that edge. They're going to run inside. I don't think they have enough to stand up to that Chaminade offensive line who's very physical, very aggressive, gets off the ball very low and plays with good leverage. We know Van Bully, once he gets to the second level, third level, he's difficult to deal with, hurdling guys, breaking to the outside, stiff-arming guys to the ground. In addition to that, Ryan Stevens has been very good outside of that St. John Bosco game. Michael Wilson, we know, is a guy that's a mismatch on the outside with his size, and his catch radius. This is a tough game for Amat to win. I'm going to set the line at Chaminade minus 17. Greg, I think what Amat's going to do is they're going to they're going to do the same game plan. I think it was Loyola, who has a tough defense, and they held Van Buren to like what 50 yards. Yeah. And what they did was they loaded the box and made Stevens beat them. Yeah, we're going to load the box and say, okay, Ryan Stevens, you beat us. You you got to beat us. And if you're smart, you what you put eight in the box. If you, I don't know if you can, but you pay a lot of attention to Michael Wilson. Press him. Maybe have a safety over the top. But that's yeah, that's what you have to do. Yeah, that's you what have I, to do it that, that way. That's what I would do. The problem is Ryan Stevens can beat you. And um, but the thing is that I, I still have not seen that second receiver really step up for Shamanad. So if you're able to somehow maybe maybe you know pay a lot of attention, maybe put two guys on Wilson. You're making Stevens have to have to find a, a secondary guy or maybe even a third guy. They want to establish the run. That's what they really want to do. After they establish the run, they want to keep running the football and then keep running the football. So Stevens can beat you, but that's the only chance you have is to make them one-dimensional and, and kind of slow down Van Buren. You know, at least make it difficult for them to move the ball. Yeah, I still got Shaman on minus seventeen. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Yeah. So we have. Uh, Another one. This is for a league title. Okay. We have an undefeated 9-0 St. Francis team. My guy Jim Bonds is a longtime coach over there. Taking on an 8-1 Cathedral team. Their only loss was to said Loyola team. Yeah. Who kind of shut them down. Since then, I think Loyola, or excuse me, Cathedral has gotten better. Bryce Young, is, you compared him to Aaron Rodgers last week. Yeah. He can make throws off-platform that not many people can can absolutely make. On Rolling move. out, back foot, yeah. slide arm and getting a ton of heat on the ball. Yeah. St. Francis also has good-looking quarterback, right? Darius Perantes. Of course. A junior. He's a guy who can beat you with his arms or his legs. St. Francis is really tough. They're a physical team. Cathedral beat them last year for a league title. It's going to be good. No, it's going it to be is, good. What do you got? It is going to be good. I'm looking forward to seeing if Cathedral can get a running game growing, Greg. They've got a plethora of guys who've towed at the pill this year and have over 150 yards rushing. Can they get a consistent running game to take a, just a, a smidget of pressure off of Bryce Young? Uh, we know their passing game is legit. Litscomb, he's a junior. 
He's got 443 yards receiving. Kendall, who's also a junior, he's got 382. Franco, who's a junior, he's got 237. I mean, they get the ball out and they get it out fast. Bryce Young, I compared him to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers just because of his movement ability, his strong arm, and his dynamic playmaking with his arm. He's a special quarterback. We all know that. It's going to be interesting to see the St. Francis defense, how they match up with this explosive and talented Cathedral offense. I know about Darius Parenthes. He's a big-time quarterback, lit it up in the first half last week versus Harvard-Westlake. Cathedral is no Harvard-Westlake. They got big-time players on the defense. They got a linebacker who just committed to Oregon State. They got a defensive end who can get after the passer. It's going to be interesting, Greg. Can that St. Francis offense continue rolling versus a talented and fast, athletic Cathedral defense? I'm taking Bryce Young and Cathedral in this one, minus 10 in this game. Hey, one other guy I forgot to mention, uh, Greg Dulcich. He's a big 6'4", 215-pound tight end for St. Francis. This guy is a matchup problem. He had 15 catches in a game against Buena Park earlier in the year. Wow. 6'4", 215. He can run a little bit, too. So uh, Greg Dulcich is a guy who plays you know, both sides of the ball, but, you know, Tight end, high school, even in college, that guy's always open. It's always tough to find a backer or a safety you can deal with an athletic tight end. So one more weapon for St. France. Again, they're always going to be well coached. Jim Bonds does a nice job over there. So, yeah, Cathedral, that's your call. Um, Man, for me, it's a pick-em one. Really? I think think it's close. I think it's really, really close, yeah. Okay. So uh, two more games to go. We got San Clemente, 9-0, Mission Viejo, 9-0. Yeah. These these two teams played last year. Mm-hmm. We know how good San Clemente was last year with Jack Steers. They won a state title. Yep. They were absolutely manhandled and blown out by about 40 wow. by Mission Viejo. This year, I think Mission Viejo is just as good, maybe even better. Okay. They have two dynamic athletes at receiver. Elijah Griffin, Austin Osborne, Joey Allen at quarterback, pure thrower. Achille Arnold really can run the football. They have a big physical offensive line. Jarrett Patterson offered by Michigan just this past week. One of the better tackles defensively. They're healthy up front. They got a couple of D linemen that are back who were hurt early on in the year. Christian Laval, really good looking player. Mentioned Achille Arnold, also a good safety. Chris Mitchell at corner. Elijah Griffin at corner. They got guys that can shut you down. Yeah. Played a good non-league schedule. They beat Long Beach Poly. They beat Santa Margarita. We know how good Santa Margarita is. That's right. San Clemente, again, they are playing as well as probably any non-Trinity League team, not named Centennial. 9-0. Brendan Costello, dual threat quarterback, Austin Whitsett, really good looking running back. Chris Kane, the tight end. Defensively, they're always tough. They do really well coached team. Um, Jack Shippey has been there, done that. Really well-schemed team. For me, I think it's going to be extremely tough for San Clemente. Bob Johnson's last regular season game, we got a little ceremony for him after the game is over. I just can't see the players coming out and laying an egg for their beloved head coach's final game of his career in the regular season. Uh, I love San Clemente, but I think Michigan has got a little too much for San Clemente. Uh, love San Clemente. I think Michigan has got too much for the Tritons this game. Virtually impossible for San Clemente to win this game. 
This is Bob Johnson's last game at Mission Viejo in the regular season. Do you understand the emotion these guys are going to play with? Do you understand the effort and the energy these guys are going to put forth for their ball coach on his last regular season game? San Clemente loved the team. One team, one town. That's mm-hmm. their mantra. They've got players. We know Shippy's a two-way guy that can go. Kane is a Division One tight end. Whitsett, really like him as a kind of do-it-all running back, can block it, receive it, and run it. Mission Viejo, though, they've got a talented team. Not only that, they're well-coached, and they're going to be playing. They're going to be high-octane this game. I, don't, I think this is going to be a lot like last year's game, Greg. I'm calling Mission Viejo minus 28 in this game. Mission Viejo minus 28. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be an improvement from last year. Uh, yeah, they really laid it laid it into him big time. Raleigh Croft, another guy from San Clemente, definitely want to definitely want to uh, call out. He's yeah, their leading tackler, 120 tackles, and really good football player. Uh, pure linebacker, but yeah, I just think this is going to be a really tough matchup for sure. And last but not least, we have a game. Van Ness. Yeah, Sarah is hosting the Long Beach Poly Jackrabbits. I'm excited because I think Long Beach Poly, you know, they haven't had a real game in a long time. They outscored. I just saw the stat. They went six and zero in league play. Yeah, they outscored their league to, their te- their league teams three hundred and thirty five to ten. Yeah, I mean it was just eighty one, seventy something. I mean it was just insane. Sarah is going to be the one team that Poly. Is going to be able to play that there's going to be athlete for athlete finally. Defensively, um, you know, Sarah's front seven against really good teams. Other than Merlin Robertson, hasn't offered a lot of resistance. We know about, you know, their skill in offense. We know how good Max Williams is as a cover corner and Brian Addison as a safety. We know about the, the receivers of Kobe Smith and John Jackson, LV Bunkley, Long Beach Pauly. They got dudes too. They got a loaded secondary. Yeah. Tyreek LeBeau. Ryan Desmond Tally. Got the Markham twins. Yeah. Uh, Keon and Kiwan. Ryan Nixon, you mentioned. Um, Wiley Purry's a big time linebacker. Jermaine Lole is one of the elite defensive ends. You can say as good as anybody at the high school level. Yeah. Offensively, Matt Corral can get the ball out. I mean, I, I really want Jalen Hall to play. Um, for those who haven't heard, he was suspended. He had two 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalties last game, which is an automatic ejection, which comes with an automatic one-game suspension. Right. The two penalties, they weren't taunting. They weren't pushing a referee. They, they, it was one of them was he scored a touchdown, and a teammate put a purple robe around him. He got 15, 15 yards for that. Was he on the sideline when he was that on happened? The si- back of the end zone. He's off back, the field. Okay, he's off, he's so off back the field. Of, back of the end zone. Yeah. Other one was he caught another touchdown, and as he's kind of going in the back, going in the end zone, he kind of you know did the whole nesty plunge. Which for those again, I'm kind of aging myself. Back in the days, used to be a nesty, nesty iced tea commercial. Yeah, where the guy would fall backward into the pool. Yeah, yeah, drinking yeah. the iced tea. He kind of fell backward into the end zone. Gave him a 15 yard one. That was the second flag. Jaden didn't know the first one was even on him because the guy just put a robe on him. Yeah. If that gives you a flag, shoot, what's, I'm going to put a robe on other team's best player and say, look, this guy's got a robe on him. <laughs> yeah, that's a give great him, point. Give him 15 yards. <laughs> that's a great point. Hey, Max Williams is going to put a robe on you. Hey, ref, look, he's got a robe on him. <laughs> yeah, right. Give him 15 yards. And I'm, I'm big on not taunting. I'm big on sportsmanship. But, dude, let the kids play a little bit. 
So I want to see Jaden Hall against Max Williams because the knock on Max is, you know, as a 5'8 corner, you know, when he gets to college, he's a dominant high school guy, but at the college level, can he handle those 6'2", 6'3 receivers? So I want to see these two guys, who premium teammates, both play for premium sports. Uh, my guy, Malik James, I want to see that head-to-head matchup. You got Cam McDonald, you know, tight end, who... I think they should use more. They're kind of starting to. He's a tough matchup problem. He sure. can run, and he plays in that slot. Uh, again, Markham, the receiver I think is Keon, mm-hmm. or it's Keon. I'm going to have to look Keon, it up. Keon yeah. is the receiver. They're both really good athletes. Mike Mawai is a good-looking running back. But, yeah, a lot of little in-the-game, game-within-the-game matchups. Yeah, and this is the so, whole reason why we started this who's show, Who's playing right? quarterback yeah. for Sarah? Is it going to be, I heard, Brumfield's cleared. Mm-hmm. Blaze is playing. Do they go with both? Do they go? It's like at one time you had Blaze. He started to roll, then he got hurt. You had Brumfield. He got off to a hot start. And then cooled off. Struggled against Bishop Amont. Yeah. And I think he got hurt. Blaze, I think, played last week. They won. Now Doug's back. I think I saw Pops post on Facebook that he's cleared and ready to go. Who plays? Did they platoon? And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, there's a lot going on there, Greg. They're... To say there's a lot going on, I think that's a I'm, there's a lot going on. Huge understatement. I'm at this game. I'm going to this game for sure. It's it's gonna be interesting. I love the matchups though. Can I get Brian Addison on Cam McDonald? Can I get Jalen Hall playing with Max Williams guarding him? Can I get the Markham twins? You know, over the top versus the, that Sarah receiver yeah. core. Keon, Keon Jackson. By the way, Keon is the receiver. Yeah, key on the receiver. Keywan is the is the corner safety. Can I get can I get the Markham twins matching up with guys like John Jackson, the LV Bunkley, Kobe Smith? Who's gonna block Jermaine Lole? That's gonna be a problem for Sarah. They better be chipping or double teaming, or he's gonna wreck the game. Who's gonna play quarterback for Sarah? It's a great question. We know who's gonna play quarterback for for Long Beach Poly. Is Matt Corral gonna protect the football? Sarah DBs have great ball skill. Max Williams has three pick sixes on the year. We know what type of ball skills Brian Addison has. He's the one-handed wonder. Mm-hmm. David Ure, we know he's a big time player. Hasn't made a tremendous statistical impact this year, but is a is a really good football player. A lot of very very good athletic matchups. Merlin Robertson, can he put his fingerprints on this game off that edge? Who's going to have the bigger game defensively, he or Jermaine Lole, the two mm. senior defenders? That's a huge question. Which yeah. middle linebacker? Is it going to be the sophomore Houston or Wiley Perry? Who's going to make the bigger impact in the middle and shut down the other team's run game? Yeah, I like it. I like the coaching matchup. You mentioned Addison, Ashari Crosswell for Polly. Of, of course. He had two touchdowns last week. Ashari Crosswell, return sure, for a I really like he's, a he's been playing well. Dynamic so. safety, safety and playmaker. Safety safeties. Yeah. Safety and safety. So there are a lot of really good one-on-one matchups. And this is what I live for kind of as a evaluator, a high school football lover, um, as a scout, as just a guy who was born in the game. I like to see the one-on-one matchups of high-profile players, not in T-shirt and shorts, not in February. I'm talking about in pads, on a football field, under the lights, where it means something. The other stuff don't mean nothing. This means something. Who's going to be there to make the big play to lead their team to victory? Whose competitive spirit is going to rise to the occasion 
and lead their team across the winning finish line, GB, like I talked about on Wednesday's show. Yeah, no, en- enough jaw jacking. Who you got? Who you picking? It's a great question, man. I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't say I think Polly has the advantage. Too many unknowns for Sarah, particularly at the quarterback position. Hmm. But I'm going to go with my Sarah Cavaliers. I'm going to go with my you've been, going, you've been going against Sarah. I, well, this, a well, lot this, of this, is, this year. is a big game, and I'm going with my heart instead of my head here. I'm going with my alma mater to step up under the bright lights versus a high profile team and a bunch of high profile players. Love Antonio Pierce. That's my guy. We know the talent Polly has, but I'm going to take Sarah on Marine and Van Ness, home of the Cavaliers. Playing for Coach Dewan Hurt, the former Sarah basketball coach who passed away not too long ago. Playing for him, playing for Cavalier Nation, playing for everybody in the city of Gardena and in the South Bay to represent against Long Beach Poly and handle their business versus the Jackrabbits. Greg, just to be just to be contrarian, I'm going to go with Polly. Again, if I had a team, an adopted team, it would be Long Beach Poly. You know, I started off at Student Sports back yeah. in '96. Yeah, Poly's at that right on the corner from our office. Yeah, talking about Kenyon Rambo, talking about Chris Lewis, Mercedes Lewis, um, on and on, on. Just so many guys, so many guys. Sammy Parker, uh, Del Rideau, Those are those are my guys. I started off covering those guys. I like Poly. There's a lot of there's some CF implications. Poly right now is ranked number eight. In CIF, they kind of yeah. want to stay, you know, in that area. If they lose this game, they're going to probably drop down. It's going to be a tough second round game for them. Tough first round game for them. It's like Polly's got to win this, got to win this game to keep, you know, a high seed. So I like Polly. You know, they played Mission Viejo really, really tough. Um, that's all. That's their only loss, I think, right? Yeah, it's their only loss. And that they was one. What was that score? It was like twelve to nine, or yeah, that was. was a, Phenomenal! I gotta look yeah. that. I mean, I don't need to look it up. It was a close game. I was there. Uh, Matt threw the four picks. There were four ugly picks, but I think I always had it happening again. Yeah, I like Polly, but uh, I'm taking Sarah minus one. I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be in the sidelines for this one. You go sidelines for this one, man. Marine and Venice go back to my home stadium. There we man. go. There we go. It's gonna be a good look. So, yes, sir. Uh, no, that's a that's a good group of games, man. It's a really good group of games. It's exciting for the high school football fans and faithful alumni across Southern California. Games deciding league championships. Greg Biggins is going to be at the Sarah Lone Beach Poly Jackrabbit game. There'll probably be 25 Division I recruits and probably five NFL players, future NFL players, on the field. Should be a good matchup. Speaking of matchups, we appreciate you taking a ride with us on our Friday matchup show. This is the reason why we created this show, man. We want to really break down these games and look at the one-on-ones, the game in between the games. We appreciate you listening. And hopefully we said something today that you can take with with you to the game that you're going to today. Social media. Follow me at Coach Keith underscore MP on Twitter. Follow my man at Greg Biggins. Follow the show at the TransTruth92. Follow us on Instagram, the Transparent Truth Show. Without further ado, we're going to bring this baby to a close. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.